0: Hello, I'm your host, Dora Vandekamp. Welcome to the Biohack Your Beauty podcast, where we take a deep dive into the world of biohacking, spirituality, wealth, and self development. Join me in exploring paths to health sovereignty, freedom, and ultimate well being with the experts, teachers, and guides who are leading the revolution. Hello, hello beautiful beings! How are you? I hope that you're having an amazing week so far. I am going to be talking about weight loss today and the reason for that is that this subject comes up all the time. When I became a health coach 10 years ago, this was really the main thing that I was Getting clients for was weight loss. There weren't that many people who were actually like, ah, I want to be healthier. <laughs> it was really about like how can I lose weight? Well, I definitely think that the culture around weight has changed in the last 10 years. But I do think that there is a kind of stigma. Around weight for a lot of people that is really limiting. And what I wanna talk about today is what are some ways that we can really honor our bodies, lose weight if this is something that is an imbalance in your body, but also really look at the things that you're doing in your daily life that are actually causing you to either retain water, to gain weight um, unexplainably and to have discomfort digestively, or maybe you have bloat issues. Those are kinds of the things that I want to address today. I think that there are a lot of people out there who are maybe even eating very little in their daily lives, even on the verge of kind of starving themselves because they don't know what else to do and they're desperate. That's really who this episode is for, is for anybody out there who feels like I'm doing all the things I can, and I still feel like I'm not where I want to be health-wise, size-wise. And this is just really oriented towards health. I think that that's just really important for me to know. Before we dive in, I do want to share, I've been working with an incredible biohack that I am absolutely obsessed with. It's a wearable frequency device, and it actually works to balance and support your body's bioenergetic field. And the device is actually able to measure and analyze your individual imbalances on a physical, mental, emotional, and ancestral level. It delivers customized, frequencies back to your body to realign your cellular, emotional, and energy centers back into bioenergetic harmony. And this is just something so appropriate for the episode that we're going to have today because whenever we're dealing with some kind of symptom in the body, something that is throwing us off, something that is an imbalance. There's always deeper layers, right? It's never just one thing. It's never surface level. And so any kind of biohack that we can utilize to help address these symptoms is going to be so incredibly powerful because we don't have to do this all alone. I think that's something I so appreciate about biohacking is that this is all about supporting our bodies, right? It's not doing anything for us but it's allowing things to be easier. It doesn't have to be so hard. So in Europe, Healy is approved as a class two medical device for the treatment of chronic pain, fibromyalgia, skeletal pain, and migraines, as well as for the supportive treatment of mental illnesses, such as depression, anxiety, and related sleep disorders. And there really are programs for anything you can think of. Some of those include nervous system support, anxiety support, concentration and learning programs, which are one of my favorites, metabolism support for weight loss, positive thoughts, balanced sleep, skin regeneration and scar healing, uh, parasite zapper, meridian programs, bioenergetic defense programs, and coherence. I want to share this with you today as well, because Healy is having an epic sale until the end of this month, February. So if this is something that pings your interest, if this is something that resonates and you want to find out more, go to my Instagram. You can either send me a message or you can go to the link in my bio for more information. All right, so let's dive into biohacks for weight loss and loading issues. So the first thing I want to say that this is really all from my own personal experience and this is not medical advice. This is not intended to be medical advice. This is really just what I've learned and the information that I've garnered over the years of health coaching and of being a biohacker myself. So the first thing I want to talk about is something that is really under the radar for so many of us. This might very well blow your mind, or if you're a biohacker and you've been pretty conscious of all of the toxins in our environment. Maybe this is something that is already uh a thing that you're doing. So the first biohack is creating a fragrance-free environment for yourself. Now, why are we working to create a fragrance-free environment for ourselves when it comes to our weight and bloating issues? Well, fragrance, this is something that you'll see Is in almost everything. It's in shampoos, it's in conditioners, it's in fabric softeners, plug ins, laundry detergents, air fresheners, dryer sheets, shampoo, conditioner, body wash, lotions, obviously perfume and cologne. Now, these are labeled in some things uh, and can be labeled as fragrance. They can be labeled as parfum, which is the Euro term for it. It's all an umbrella term for thousands of potential hormone disruptors, and that includes phthalate, oxybenzone, BHT, parabens, PEGs, which are also known as forever chemicals, meaning they never ever 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 go away. Parabens, oil of turpentine, heavy metals, and these things called nitro musks. So all of these things under this umbrella term are known as like literally proven endocrine disrupting chemicals. We call these EDCs. Sounds kind of like a cool rave but really it's not something that you want in your household, in your personal care product. So EDCs are also known as hormone disruptors and that's because our endocrine system is really our hormonal system. Now Our hormones regulate bodily function, including our metabolism, right? So this is a really big thing when it comes to our weight, because our metabolism is run by our hormones. Now, other things that our hormones regulate is our sexual development and growth. And this is really just something to note, is that these endocrine disrupting chemicals play havoc with nature, particularly at stages of development and during the complex developmental stages before birth, right? So this is actually very interesting when we think of all of the imbalances that we're seeing when it comes to sexual development and growth. So the impacts of EDCs on nature actually include eggshell thinning in birds, the feminization in fish, malformations of the genitalia in reptiles reptiles and reproductive and immune problems in various animals so in humans endocrine disrupting chemicals are actually linked to infertility and reproductive issues as well as obesity heart disease and hormone related cancers such as breast cancer prostate cancer and testicular cancer so these are some really big things these are huge And it's completely legal in most places, especially in the United States, to actually have fragrances hidden in every freaking thing. So we have to do our work ourselves. We have to do our homework. If you are looking to avoid chemical fragrances, the first step is really to read labels. Scan every label because very Very few products will actually say that they're fragrance-free. Like you have to really search for them. The thing that's really beautiful about this is that there is a movement to make sure that there are fragrance-free options available. So even some of your favorite brands, check and see or write to them and say, hey, can you make a fragrance-free product? Now, really reading labels carefully is also important because there are going to be products that say they're clean. I'm not going to name any names, but there are certain health uh, hair products that people sell online that are deemed to be clean, but they have a ton of fragrances in them. That is not a clean product, not in my book at least. To me, a clean product does not have any chemical fragrances in it. So if fragrance is on the label, if perfume is on the label, that is not a clean product. If you are uncertain because, right, you're shopping online, maybe you can't read the ingredient label, there are online databases and apps that actually help you to know whether a product is clean and safe to use. So they might say they're a clean product, but if you look on one of these databases, it's going to be like, this is a two out of 10, right? So some of the resources that are really wonderful are Think Dirty, which is an app. Good Face, which is for beauty products, that's also an app. And EWG.org. And that's really, really wonderful as well. Now, what can you do? You can replace your perfumes and colognes. You can replace these products that are really dirty products with natural scents. We have essential oils now that are really literally everywhere. There are also some beautiful clean brands. I know that there are some really wonderful shops that only will carry clean. Perfumes, clean makeup, clean scents. Uh, So that's something to really explore, but really start because, especially as women, I think men do have fragrances in so many things as well. But when you add makeup and all of the hair products on top of that stuff, it's wild how many products. Like it's so easy to be like, oh, well, it's just in my shampoo. But for most of us, it's in like 10 to 20 things that we're using. On this list that I didn't really mention is also candles. Candles are something that like, it's literally one of the most toxic things that you can put in your home and then we're burning it into the atmosphere. Really make sure that if you're burning a candle in your home, you're using a truly clean candle. And this is also something that you can look for clean brands for. The last thing I want to say about this is really encourage the people around you to do the same because you are exposed to what other people are wearing and using. So if you're living with someone who's constantly burning candles or wearing fabric softener, really encourage them to make the switch because when you're breathing in their fragrances, it might be really subtle. But as you stop wearing them, you're going to notice that there are so many people wearing these strong parfums and fragrances all over the place, all the time. It's in so many things. So um, really just doing this for your own well-being and also for those around you. And to me, this is such an easy fix in some ways. Like, Yes, it does take energy in the beginning to make this switch but it's something so big that you can do for your hormones, for your metabolism, right? Because these are toxins that your body is gathering. This is, this is a way that your metabolism then is compromised, but also for your future well-being and for your future metabolism, because as you get older, right, your metabolism doesn't have to slow down. So many people experience this this weight gain as they get older. That is not something that has to be that way. So just really considering working on this change now, not only for the current version of you, but also for the future version of you. So the next thing I want to talk about is actually your lymphatic system. So many of us don't even really have familiarity with our lymph. But lymph is actually fluid that is produced by your lymph glands. And this fluid is all over your body. You actually have more lymph fluid in your body than blood, right? Blood gets all the glory, but your lymph system is actually really, really important. It might be one of the most important systems in your whole entire body. And that is because it helps you remove toxins that collect around your joints, your breasts prostate, under your arms, your groin area, and really all around your organs and the glands in your body. Now, why is this so big? Well, first of all, we live in a pretty toxic environment to start with, right? So we are desperate to make sure that we're moving the toxins out of our system and we're so stagnant. So the lymph actually becomes backed up. If we're not moving and our lifestyles are not full of movement at all, they're really just sitting at a desk, um, you know, or sitting on the couch, whatever it is, the majority of us are not actually moving the lymph system the way it's designed to move. Our ancestors were constantly moving, they were constantly being active. And we can really learn from the way that they were Uh, moving their bodies the way that they were outdoors. So our ancestors were constantly moving, constantly being active. And so their bodies were easily able to remove the toxins through the lymph fluid. However, we now are very stagnant and we are accumulating toxins in the fatty tissue, which will affect our weight. So what happens is the lymphatic system becomes stagnant, and when it becomes stagnant, toxins and waste from the lymph, from the organs, from the tissues, and the cells actually build up into the lymph system. We have heard of people actually getting um, really degenerative issues, right? Like cancer, and those can happen in places where the lymph is, right? So the underarms, the breasts, the prostate, right? These are all places that we have our, uh, you know, our lymphatic drainage areas. So it's really, really important for us to help our body eliminate these toxins because otherwise we do affect our body's well being and this can contribute to weight gain. So What can we do when it comes to this buildup of toxins? How can we help support lymphatic drainage in the body? So one of the things that I love, and to me, this is actually a really powerful biohack. It seems really simple, especially because it's so inexpensive and so easy, but it's actually one of the most powerful things that you can do to help your lymphatic system move and drain, which is called dry brushing. So since your lymphatic system doesn't have a pump, right, like your heart, it's actually needing you to do some of the work, right? So some of those things include sweating. Sweating is actually really good for your lymph system. Movement, which we talked a little bit about. Moving, walking, uh, getting up every hour and just stretching. Exercise, especially something that means that you're actually moving. So like walking on the treadmill, jumping on a rebounder, and then dry brushing. Now, the lymph system is really under the skin. It's really not like a a very intense pressure. You don't have to brush too hard. It's a really light touch. We call it like butterfly kisses, like really, really light. And you're just brushing towards the areas where the body is draining. So you can start at your feet, right? I start at the tops of my feet. I just move upward in small strokes. I brush up my legs. I brush all the way up towards my torso, towards my torso up my legs. Um, you know, with my lower abdomen, I actually brush upwards uh towards my heart. I'm brushing from the hands up the arms again towards the heart. Um, and you're really just making sure that you're working towards those drainage areas. So from the feet, right, you're working up to the groin area. From the abdominal area, you're working towards the heart. From the hand, you're working towards the underarm. You're just working to brush towards all of those drainage areas. Uh, and I think something to know is to kind of direct some of the fluid towards your heart so that you're not just moving everything towards the underarms. And that's just really so it doesn't build up towards your underarms. It's really trying to balance the lymphatic flow. I like to do this before I take a shower. This is really nice because not only are you brushing the lymph, you're also stimulating the skin, right? You're stimulating kind of all of the toxins that are leaving your body. And then you take a shower and you're rinsing off. Think of it like you're removing the dead skin that got brushed up. You're removing the toxins that are coming up and you're just letting it go down the drain. Uh, And that's just a really beautiful way to help your body to get rid of toxins and also to help your body to uh, support the systems that exist so that your metabolism works properly so that you're not storing toxins because this can really affect uh, your quality of life and also uh, your metabolism. Okay, so we've talked about the lymphatic system. We've talked about fragrances. Next, I want to talk about something that is actually really near and dear to my heart. This is something I'm so passionate about not only because it affects our metabolism it affects our weight but it also affects so many other things including aging including infertility including degenerative diseases seed oils seed oils is the thing that i'm talking about now i cut out seed oils many years ago and i really truly believe that this is one of the reasons i have never had any issues with my my, my weight i really have not fluctuated greatly, even on those days or those weeks or those months where I take off time and I don't exercise uh, as much, or I'm eating way more than I usually do. Uh, And one of those examples is that lately I've been really trying to prepare my body for pregnancy. And so I've been eating so much more food than I used to. And really, increasing animal foods and fats and raw dairy. And I mean, I'm like eating five eggs for breakfast, right? Like so many more calories than I've ever really consumed on a regular basis. I have not gained any weight. I've really stayed the same. And I really attribute this, in my opinion, to not consuming any seed oils. Now why are seed oils such a problem when it comes to our metabolism? Well first of all we're not designed to be eating seed oils. So they're called polyunsaturated fatty acids and the reason that they're a problem is because they're not stable. So when these oils are heated they begin to break down and their chemical composition becomes altered due to heat And then harmful free radicals are formed as this oil starts to decompose. And these free radicals are linked to all of the conditions and issues that I mentioned, including bloating, including weight gain. The problem is that these become oxidized oils. So literally you are consuming oxidized foods, oxidized oils. They're not even foods really. They're just oxidized chemicals, basically. So what are seed oils and what are actual oils that are really good to eat? So seed oils include soybean oil, corn oil, rapeseed oil, which is also called canola oil, cottonseed oil, safflower oil, uh, sunflower oil. This is something that is in a lot of things these days. Uh, and also things like rice bran oil, chia seed oil. These are all seed oils. Now, instead, we want to use traditional oils. And these traditional oils include coconut oil, butter, ghee, lard, tallow, and olive oil. Okay, so these are the, the fats that we've been eating for thousands and thousands of years until industrial seed oils were introduced and the industry decided to make sure that we believed that these oils, these, these traditional oils that we were using were actually bad for us. A huge campaign was created in order for us to believe that Seed oils were good for us, and that traditional fats were not. So here's what's wild about this process. These industrial seed oils, they're heated, right? But not only are they heated, they're actually then processed with a petroleum-based solvent. So they may use hexane, right? That's uh, one of the solvents that they use. And what this does is it maximizes the amount of oil that's extracted from the seeds. Then, the manufacturer will use chemicals to deodorize the oils so that the off-putting smell that they have when they're extracted doesn't exist. So this is a deodorization process which produces trans fat which is also known to be harmful, right, to our health. And then more chemicals are added to improve the color of the seed oils. So basically we're going and we're eating literally toxic waste. <laughs> like that's what seed oils are and this has a detrimental effect on our metabolism detrimental effect on our health and it's really important to note that the movement to consume animal fats once again to consume traditional fats that are innate to our cultures and our our bodies is the only hope we have of actually Coming back to a truly balanced diet. So many of the health issues that we're seeing, I mean, there's countless health issues. And I really truly believe that so many of them are linked to our consumption of seed oils. I think they say like 70% of our diet is like seed oils, basically these days. So this is a really big one. Now, How do you remove seed oils from your diet? Again, looking at labels, reading labels, like this is so big. And I know that this might seem like a big undertaking, but we are at a point in history where really our food consumption is the most important thing we do right now because we are systematically being poisoned. And we are the only ones who can do something about it. We cannot count on these big companies. We can't count on the government. We have to count on ourselves. So starting to avoid seed oils, starting to avoid cooking with seed oils. So using butter, using lard, using um, tallow or ghee or coconut oil, Palm oil is something you can use. I don't promote it personally because to me, there's a conflict with the environment. And I think even looking at what what oils you're using, really just being conscious of that, right? Everything has an impact on the environment, whatever we're doing, Uh, but really looking at sustainable as much as possible. So if you are purchasing palm oil, using sustainable palm oil, uh, there's also avocado oil. Avocado oil is a great choice. However. It's a lot like olive oil where you have to really be very mindful of the company and who is, uh, creating and sourcing this because so many of these oils are not, they're not regulated, right? So, so many of them are cut with vegetable oils and seed oils to be cost-effective basically because they can. So sourcing from a really good quality, um, Company when it comes to avocado of avocado oil and olive oil is just a really big thing. Now, if you are interested in this topic, I highly recommend checking out my podcast episode all about Weston price. And that's number 63. Now I do want to say this because I feel like we are Shifting so many things, and especially if you're shifting fragrances <laughs> and you're shifting uh, the lymph system, and then you're also shifting seed oils like, really having love and compassion for yourself. You know, it's not about being so rigid that this stresses you out. Stress is not good for your metabolism, it's not good for your well being, especially if it's really unnecessary. So, trying to Take your time with this transition. Seed oils is probably the biggest out of the three that I've mentioned because it's really something our culture centers around is food. So you know, going to a friend's house and saying, "Hey, I don't need seed oils," That can be a lot, right? Or going out to dinner and not eating because they use seed oils, which almost all restaurants do, that can be a lot. So just do what you can. In the beginning, switching out your oils at home, cooking more meals at home, um, you know, trying to prepare your own food for lunch at work instead of going out. Those are kind of the things that I'm talking about starting. I have done, done this for, I mean, 15 years or something like that, like a really long time. So I'm at the point now where I don't consume any seed oils. But I think just letting yourself go through the process in a way that feels not stressful for you, in a way that feels like you're doing something, but take it step by step, day by day. That's a really big one. I think the biggest start is just throwing out your seed oils and buying some good quality fats to cook with at home. I think that's a really good first step and moving forward. From there. Okay. The last thing I want to share about supporting weight loss, supporting your metabolism, supporting bloating and digestive issues is again, hormone related. And this is all about your circadian rhythm. So your circadian rhythm is actually a 24 hour cycle. That's part of your body's internal clock. And again, this is running your, um, essential functions and processes. So the sleep-wake cycle, this is one of them, right? Your sleep affects your metabolism. It affects your, it affects your hormones. It affects your weight. So we want to really help our circadian rhythm be set properly, to be in balance. So there's two really amazing things that you can do to help set your circadian rhythm to support weight loss, to support your body's digestive system. They're simple three. The first one is called grounding. Okay. So the earth's surface is continually releasing electrons because we're electrical beings. Our skin actually can conduct those electrons directly into our body. Now, grounding increases the negative charge around the red blood cells in our body. And this actually allows the red blood cells to repel off of each other Which helps promote healthy blood flow. It also helps to uh, support our circulation and our oxygen, which is absolutely essential for our metabolic health. And it helps to combat chronic inflammation, which again affects our metabolism, right? So, this is amazing how something so simple is actually such an innate part. Of how our bodies function. We're designed to be connected to nature. We actually, I mean, it's really wild to think about because we we for thousands and thousands of years, we were in nature. We were literally connected to nature every second. We were outdoors, we were working outdoors, we were sleeping outdoors, we were constantly connected to the earth. So we're designed to be Exposed to those frequencies, right? It's all about frequency. So, light frequencies, electrical frequencies, which is what I'm talking about with grounding, sound frequencies. Literally, I was talking to uh, an incredible friend I met on Instagram about bird sounds, and bird sounds are actually such a big part of how our bodies come into balance because we've, for thousands of years, heard bird sounds all the time. This literally affects our nervous system in a positive way. I mean, how wild is that? We're so separated from the extension that we're designed to have with nature. So if you can work with grounding, spend 20 minutes a day minimum connecting to the earth, either putting your bare feet on the earth or putting your hand on a tree or sitting in the park you know on a blanket as long as you don't have rubber shoes on right anything rubber will block that those electrons but if you are sitting on something like a towel or a blanket i know it's cold so maybe standing on a towel you're going to receive that electrical charge those electron rich zones that are going to help you to um really bring your uh, autonomic nervous system back into balance And also to help support your circadian rhythm. The other thing that you can do to support your circadian rhythm is light. So one of the things that's really, really powerful to know is that uh, light is like the biggest determinant of our circadian rhythm. Like light rules all. It rules our sleep. It rules the hormones it rules the melatonin that you're producing. Like it's literally running the show. And yet we're so out of tune with natural light, right? Because we're using light inside, we're using fluorescent lights, we're using light inside after the sun goes down. So the more normal and natural light you can expose yourself to, the better it is for your circadian rhythm, the better it is for your metabolism. Now, what can you do if you're not living outdoors in uh, you know a tent or something, if you're not living outdoors or working outdoors? there's still so much you can do. So the first thing I would say is just getting sunlight in the morning. If you can go outside in the morning, you know the earlier the better when the sun is up, but going outside and just exposing your body and your eyes to the sun. Don't look into the sun. We don't want you to do that unless it's really, really like the first few minutes of sunrise or sunset, then it's safe to look at the sun. And actually, this is a really powerful way to set your circadian rhythm. We call this sun gazing, right? Sun gazing is a beautiful practice, but you only want to do it within the first few minutes of sunrise and sunset. Uh, And if you're waking up at that time, that's a beautiful way to help set your circadian rhythm. But if you're not, just keep your eyes open, you know, look around the garden or take a walk down the block. Um, but just the fact that your naked eyes are kind of being exposed to the sun is really, really powerful for your circadian rhythm and for your body. Our skin also has receptors that signal to the body, the type of light that the skin is being exposed to. And this is going to signal to our hormones to function properly. Again, our metabolism is regulated by our circadian rhythm. So we really want to make sure that we're doing all we can to help support a properly balanced circadian rhythm. You can also use red light therapy. So this is obviously something that isn't free, but it does help to uh, increase the body's cellular energy, to increase mitochondrial function. And again, it does help to, to regulate your circadian rhythm, to, to bring your body into balance when it comes to those hormones and the thing to remember too is just doing what you can like for me i i do a lot of work right now on a screen but i try to get up every hour and go outside and expose my body to natural light i try not to use artificial light inside i also wear blue blockers after the sun goes down which are these red glasses So I do what I can, right, to make sure that I'm helping my body be exposed to as much natural light as possible. Doing these two things, grounding and helping to be exposed to light that is natural to our circadian rhythm is really going to signal to the body uh, that it's safe and that everything is in order. And it's going to make sure that our hormones are functioning as properly as possible Um, you know, obviously depending on other lifestyle choices that you make, um, but this is a really powerful thing that you can do. All right, my love. So I'm going to leave it there for today. And the reason is I think these are four really big things. I don't want to overwhelm you. I want you to know that these are all things that you can take time to hone and cultivate in your daily life. This isn't like you have to do it all now. Like overnight, I think this is just allowing yourself the process of taking the time to replace the fragrances in your home and in your beauty care products and allowing it to be a beautiful journey. the same with seed oils. Take your time. If you're ever wondering what are some of my favorite products, send me a message on Instagram. I'm happy to guide you to some great uh, places online, to some great products. I have a lot of favorites, so I'm happy to share if you ever want me to do a podcast episode on my favorite things. Please let me know. You know I love to talk about all the cool biohacks and products that I find and that are shared with me on a daily basis. And really just get out in nature. I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned personally is that our ancestors knew a thing or two about uh having healthy bodies and Although we are so blessed in, in many ways to have the resources we have now, we really don't have to consume things that are toxic for us. And there are answers to helping our body be at a weight that we really are happy with and to eliminate those digestive issues with just a few biohacks. So again, we're thinking of just eliminating fragrances and parfum in our uh, daily lives, to do as much as we can to avoid seed oils, to work with our circadian rhythm with light and with grounding, and to support our lymphatic system in draining as properly as possible. All right, my loves, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I feel so passionately about these things. I know you can tell in the tone of my voice, but it's really because I I feel so strongly that we have the power. We just need the information. And so if you have any thoughts about this podcast episode, if you want to chat some more. And send me a message on Instagram at Dora Camp. I would love to hear more about your story and connect with you there. Have a beautiful, beautiful week.